Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? It is my favorite day of the week. That is Thursday. It is February 22nd, 2024. I actually fucked around and forgot and signed 2023 on a check or some shit uh, just yesterday. So my mind is, look, man, but I told y'all we ain't playing around. You were listening to the world famous Behind the Baller podcast coming to you live from Hollywood, California. This show is brought to you by none other than the eight-time podcast producers of the year. That would be the captains, a.k.a. Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. We got original music from Lakey, and um, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. Back Nine Ben, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Korean John Daly. Guys, we got a heater for you. I got some shit I want to talk about. So let's get into it. So uh, Monday's episode, which would be episode 406, right? That'd be the 26th. Episode 406 is going to be fan questions episode. Okay. This will be the final fan questions on BTB until we launch Cold as Ice, guys. This is the final fan questions until we launch Cold as Ice. Do you hear me? All right. So ask your questions. Send an email with your question to bbdtc213 at gmail.com. BBDTC, as you know, is an acronym for Ben Ballard of the Chain. So bbdtc213 at gmail.com. Uh, submit your fan questions, and that will be the final one. Cold as ice is coming. I already told you that. Kids are sleeping right now. They should be waking up real soon, so I got to get this shit popping. But I picked up the kids from school yesterday, and every week, the kids say some crazy shit to me. And London was doing his homework. We drop, I drop you know, we pick up some mail. I pick them up. We go home. Boom. London's right to it. Homework. Writers right to it homework. Kaya's like out doing eating snacks and shit. And she's her homework is so easy and whatever. So she ain't tripping. But London's like right into it. And I'm just getting settled on the couch. And London goes, Yo, dad. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, What does body count mean? I turned the fucking TV. I pushed pause, pushed mute, I pushed out, I stopped. I was like, what? And he said, Dad, what does body count mean? And I said, London. You're not old enough to know what body count means. So don't worry about what it means. And then turned the TV back on, kept watching. Two, three minutes later, Ryder asked me for help. I walk over to help him with his homework. And London goes, Dad, what does body count mean? And I'm like, London, I don't want you Googling it. I don't know what you're watching on YouTube, but I'm about to filter that shit. But do not ask me again because you're not old enough. Now, mind you, London is 11 and a half, right? He'll be 12 in um, August. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. At 12 was when I started getting curious. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get into some other shit that just sounds crazy. But, you know, I'm going to have to have the talk with London pretty soon. You know? So that's just what... I'm sorry. Wait, what the fuck? I'm sorry, y'all. My phone is ringing. It's 4 39 right now in the morning why the fuck is jimmy calling 
yo, I don't know what the fuck is going on because I just started the show and Jimmy is calling right now and I feel like I'm just going to fucking patch him into the show. So hold on. Jimmy, what's up, man? What it do? Bro, you do, you, do you know what time it is right now? Yeah, it's like 6.40. It's 4.40 a.m. my time. Why, why the fuck are you calling right now? <laughs> Should I figure, you, don't you be recording at this time? Yeah, I know, bro, but I don't know why you laugh. What if I wasn't recording right now? Well, shit, fuck it. Wake your ass up. You be up at this time, right? <laughs> Jimmy, what, bro, why are you calling me right now? What's going on? Nah, man, you know, I'm taking the kids to school, man. I noticed you you didn't post that little, the, the, the old girl and your close friends, bro. Dog, Jimmy, we're recording a show right now, bro. You got to put my business on the streets, bro. Like, what you... What you... <laughs> uh, <my> Hold on, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Hold the fuck up, bro. Hold on. I actually got a question for you, man. You got like 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got 15 minutes. Oh, hold on, bro. I, I got to ask you something, man. Yeah. Have you introduced your girl to uh, your ex-wife, to baby moms yet or no? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I introduced her, but uh, I will say uh, she came to drop the kids off one day. And, you know, my girl, like, just basically seen her. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't just my girl here. Like, my aunts was here. It was a, it was a full house at the time. And... My girl, like, seeing her and, you know, being, you know, the good person she is, she just, like, said hi, you know what I mean? Uh, kind of, like, just said hi to her, but, uh, you know. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me ask you this in this way. <laughs> have you, your kids, all your kids have met your girlfriend currently, right? Yeah. And they get along with her? They cool? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, the crazy thing is my girl is actually a teacher at my son's school. So... They know. They actually known her longer. They know. Then I've known her. Shit. <laughs> what the fuck? You never told me that. I didn't know that. All right, maybe you did. Actually, I just didn't. I didn't know it was at the school. Hold, hold up, hold on. Uh -huh. Rewind. Okay, let me let me start this. Like back in the day, because you've had Vanna's fucking eighteen years old. You know what I'm saying? Seventeen, eighteen. Mm -hmm. Back when you was dating other girls and stuff, did you like? I'm sure Vanna must have met girls in your life, right? Definitely. And did you, did, did, did you have a conversation with her? Did you have a conversation with Vanna before you introduced him to your girl? Or how did that, like, how did that conversation go? Because I'm, like, I'm actually thinking about that now, that it's like that time's going to come soon. I'm just curious, like, how did you approach that? I definitely, um, to be honest with you, the way I looked, I, the way I felt like it should be was like kind of like just bringing them around as more of like a friend. Um, just to like test the waters. Not even, no, I don't want to say the word test the waters. That don't sound right. But it's like basically just not having it be so much pressure. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's like, especially having kids like your age or my age, you know, you don't know what's being said on each side. So it's like, like Jimmy had a, a hard time when his mom had got the boyfriend and she got pregnant again. Like he started feeling like this guy was coming to, you know, try to like take over territory type, you know what I mean? Type thing, you know? So for me, it was more of like, you know, Hey, this is my friend and just more of like a cordial meeting and, and, and them getting to know each other in that way before them finding like, Hey, you know, this is my girlfriend. And, you know, cause you know how kids are, they jump the gun. So you say girlfriend, they're thinking that's my new mommy, you know? Oh man. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I learned that shit, bro. Like I learned that cause when I was a kid, you know, my dad and my mom separated. So my dad, 
spent his whole life, my my whole childhood, trying to find me a new mom. And it was real hard for me because it's just like, he'll meet a, a girl and date her a month and make me call her mom. And I'm just like, bro, like, oh, man, why? Bro. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was crazy, bro. So for me, it was like, that's how I chose to to uh, take that route to where it's like, hey, you know, we, we won't make it no pressure. You know, you just meet the kids and, you know, y'all, you know, you build a relationship. Let them build their own relationship. You know what I mean? Damn. I, you know what's crazy? You just made me think about when I met my stepdad, rest in peace, he's the one who kind of raised me. I am already met him like at six, seven years old. Yeah. Maybe even somewhere around that age. And so like when my mom had married him, they started, they were together like probably from like when I was like 10 to like 16 or 17. And then they got married when I was like 16 or 17. So I already knew him and I loved the dude. You know what I mean? Because he was yeah. like the best guy in the world. And he was pretty much, you know, and then now I was like, damn, this is my, that's crazy. I'm just wondering, like, did you ever have a, like, out of respect, did you have a conversation with your baby, like, Vanna's mom, did you have a conversation with her first? Be like, hey, listen, I'm just going to let you know I'm seeing somebody as serious. And uh, let's say, what you know, with your ex right now, like, did you ever did you ever tell Vanna's mom, be like, hey, uh, I'm seeing, you know, somebody's getting serious and whoop-de-whoop. Did you ever have that conversation with them first or you just told the kids I, first? I, I honestly, so with, with Vanna's mom, like, we never had that conversation, but, um, you know, there were talks before, like, where it's like, hey, you know, she might have, like, brought it up, you know, and I'll just be like, you know, it's it's serious. And it's like, you know me and you know that I would always make sure, like, what's best for our daughter, you know what I mean? And based on that situation, especially what ended up happening to Vanna, you know, you know, it, it, it kind of fucked me up because it was like I was supposed to protect my daughter. And I technically, to me, I didn't. But with my son's mom, it's crazy because she, you know, when we broke up, she went through this whole thing like, promise me that, you know, if you ever plan to bring someone around our kids, we're going to sit down and talk about it first. And we going to da-da-da. And you got to respect me that way, da-da-da. And I said, I'll do that. And then she ended up dating a dude bringing the dude around my kids, getting pregnant by the dude, moving him into my house and don't even tell me about it, bro. So to me, it's like, I'm I'm not, I'm definitely not going to say nothing to you or, or even need to talk to you because you already showed me you made a big deal about it, but you did the total opposite. So hold on. When Vanna's mom started seeing somebody, she didn't tell you? No, nah, we never really got like that, you know what I mean? And uh, when, Vanna's, when Vanna's mom, you know, saw other people like i kind of knew about it whatever but she never really got serious with nobody or whatever like that um but you know like when when i got with you know gabby when you know jimmy and, and jackson's mom before she i even had kids with her you know she would be like yo you know i heard this and that about her and you know i told her i said you know everybody got history bro you don't hear about anybody but you know me you know i'm always look out for our child's best benefit and, and i trust and hope she would do the same you know what i'm saying we can only give each other uh, the benefit of the doubt, knowing that this is our child, that we would want to protect them and keep them safe. Um, but I do agree what you say. Like, definitely, if two people could be on the same page, that's definitely something good to talk about and, and be on the same page with. But No, but know, I like, I for instance, out. okay, for instance, for Gabby, right? Like, Gabby must, must have seen other dudes in the last two years or something. Like, has she introduced, you know, Jackson or Jimmy Jr. to uh, to the to the dudes or no? 
Bro, she, she, the dude she had to bathe with, she got pregnant and moved the dude in the house without even telling them, bro. You know what I mean? Like, oh my Lord, have mercy. Like, bro, bro like my, you know, you remember I told you, like, Jimmy went through this whole ordeal about it, bro. Like, it was fucking him up. He had to go to therapy. He was like depressed. It was like, and, and he, and then they went to therapy and he told her, like, I didn't want him moving in. And she's like, but we talked about this and you said you did. He goes, I thought you were joking. You know what I mean? And that's why kids, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, they, they their mind, the way it works, you don't know, you know what I mean? And they might just say something that, can, that they're going to make you happy. And then when you do it, it's going to mess them up. And that's why, like I said, that's why I yeah. believe, like, to always just let it gradually be like a friendship thing. Like, hey, I'm going to go to Universal with my kids. You want to join? And it just be like, hey, this is my friend. She's going to come along with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. And that's like just let it be a gradual thing where they end up building their own relationship with her and that makes it a whole better situation from there because it's like, you know, they're able to bond with her a certain way. Both of us are pretty decent judges of character. I don't know about you sometimes, but I'm not bringing anybody around my kids that ain't like Yeah, I, ain't gonna lie, I don't know about me sometimes too, shit. But, but, but like I'm saying like, I'm not bringing some chick around my, my kids that I know that my kids wouldn't like. And my kids have been trained to not like people just like me. You know, especially strangers, yeah, right? The fact you you on the close friends with it, definitely, you know what I'm saying, you got to know. So, you know, I'm I'm all for it, and we're going to double date, and you know what I'm saying, see what it do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, well, we'll see, man. I mean, you know, the thing is, um, I can't foresee remarrying again. And mm -hmm. if it did happen, I don't think I want, I don't see my mind changing either, especially where I'm at in my life and my age and my knowledge. I don't want my kids calling anybody else their mom. You know, their mom's always going to be present in their lives. So that's me. But switching gears, dog. I, I totally agree. I ain't going to lie to you. Just to say that, though, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Like, they have a mom. We're not here looking for another mom. We just, you know, trying to yeah. find happiness. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Switching gears, bro. You know what's funny is, um, did your girl ever, like, address shit, like, when y'all were really having them, them hard question talks? I actually talked about this on the last episode, but I didn't talk about this part. But like, did she ever hit you up? Like, yo, you ever cheated on your ex, your girl, or you ever cheat on your wife? You ever cheat on your ex? You ever? Did she ever bring up those questions to you before? You know, what's crazy is like, she ain't never asked me if I'm cheating. She always blamed me for cheating. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not gonna lie, like, no, I'm talking. Did she ever ask you like when y'all start first start dating? Did she ever ask and say, hey, have you ever cheated on one of your exes before? Yeah, I think I've been asked that. I think she asked me that. You know what I mean? And what did you say? Did you keep it one hundred? I, I always keep it one hundred because to me it's like the you know we we live in a, a, a fucked up world now where everybody got a, a <laughs> an excuse or a way to justify <laughs> shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So I tell them straight up. I go technically because some people say if you're on a break, you know, and you see somebody else, that's not cheating. But you know what? Some people say it is. So I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, technically I have. I don't even consider that anything like the you know the break. I'm talking about like you know like say the, the funny thing is. In Korean culture, there's places called uh, room salons. Korean people call them RS, so they call them a room bong, right? And it's like mm -hmm. a hostess bar. It's like it's like a place where you go. It's a private room. You be chilling, and they got girls there. They come. You guys sing karaoke. You guys drink here and there. And yeah, whatever happens, exactly. happens. It could happen. It couldn't. And it's like there's motherfuckers who take it to the next level. That become their side chick. Now, mm -hmm. with Korean women, this is like an understood thing. I know it sounds fucked up. Even girls as young as in their early twenties, they know that this goes on. I mean, dog. All over Seoul, in downtown Seoul, in Gangnam, there's hour rate hotels, you know, and the fuck you have an hour rate hotel for? You already know the deal. But what I'm getting at is, 
My definition of cheating, obviously, is any physical, you know, mouth to mouth, you know, genitalia being touched, shit like that. And like, it's funny because I don't want to put her, you know, out there like that. But like, even light banter, I ain't talking about, hey, that dress looks good on you. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about like, you know, oh, that's fire. Yeah, you're not, no, you're killing it. Cool, whatever. That's, she would consider that cheating. And that would drive me motherfucking crazy. But the crazy part is, if I were to get shit-faced, blackout drunk, and <laughs> had a one-night stand, she would have gotten over that. You know what I'm saying? She'd have been mad as a motherfucker, but like, emotionally putting your time into somebody else. I understand that too, and that was never a case. Like, I never had some girl that I was seeing. I never had a side chick like that, whatever. So like, I'm just curious, what is your definition of cheating to you? For me, definition of cheating is, is uh, you know, if you are, of course, physically, I feel like, honestly, if you, you know, we have a lot of demons that we fight with. I feel like there's a difference between temptation and it's like actual cheating where it's like yeah. you have temptation, you have thoughts in your head, but it's if you're doing things to insinuate it or if you're like... You're enticing somebody, yeah. Yeah, or you're you're doing what you're not supposed to, basically. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like you know what you're doing, and like like I told my girl, it's like, bro, I'm I'm 41 now. Let's be real, okay? Like the only way I'm gonna be cheating is if I really want to cheat. It's, it's not gonna yeah, be an yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Man. Like we grown men, bro. Like no. ain't gonna be like, oh, babe, my bad, I was drugged. Nah, you could tell when a bitch wants you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you decide to entice that or, or put yourself in that situation. Then you know that's that's what happens. Could come with it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, I'm sorry, dog. I'm, I, it, bro. I just woke up like fucking 20 minutes. You know, 25 minutes ago. I'm a little out of it. But like, you know, going forward, you know, you get married in a church, you get married in a, in a courthouse, whatever. Boom. You know, you read vows, and it's like till death do you part. And I take it to yes. a serious point. Where I, you know, I said, I said, look, man. Once that happens, ain't nobody besides your own natural born children. Whether you both have some or you you know that you're you're ones together, ain't nobody more important than it's, it's us against the world. It's you and your girl against the world. They go before your your mom, before anyone else. And some women, you know, they, they see it, they don't. They just and you see the energy may not be reciprocated, whatever. But going forward, like, I feel like, look, man, if that's what you want to do, and that's why I I advise men not to get married at young age, unless they just don't have that in their system. Not everyone does. I'd be like, yeah, you know, all men cheat, blah blah. Shut the fuck up. I mean, yeah, maybe a high percentage do here and there, maybe talk shit, but there are really a lot of guys out there that don't for, you know, and, and whatever. And girls are just as bad. I'm not going to fucking alienate them at all from the conversation. But if you married in my eyes, bro, I mean, that's what it is. You know, yeah, as bored as you get here and there, find some freaky shit. I don't know what the fuck you got to do, but I'm saying like, it's deeper than just the, it's so much more than love. It's so much more than sex. It's, it's you know, there's such a, such a strong bond and relationship. This is your partner for life. So that's why I feel with it. That's how I feel like if I were to get remarried again, then, you know, and, and I'm, I have no problem with that, you know, because sex is really not something I even, it's not something on my mind like that no more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back in the Jonas days and shit, yeah, dog, I'd fuck everything. You know what I'm saying? People are like, yo, what are you, are you bisexual? No, motherfucker, I'm trisexual. I'll try anything, motherfucker. I'm, except dudes, <laughs> you know, but I mean, how do you feel about that? Like you feel like, you know, how hard do you think it is for you to stay loyal? I don't think it's hard, bro, because it's like, you know, 
especially at, at the place that I am now, you know what I mean, mentally. And it's just like wanting what I want. It's, it's just, you know, I, I would want what, you know, the person would want from me too, you know what I mean? And so it's like, like for me, it's like after all I've been through, you know what I mean, to be where I am now. And I feel like where we are in our lives, like why even get settled down and get married unless it's something that is going to fulfill it perfectly to bring us the true happiness that we want. Because if it's half-assed and might as well just be dogs, like, and run around and do that, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is. Like, I don't got time for games, you know what I mean? Like, I don't enjoy, you know, waking up to a different girl every day. Like, what what's the point of that? Like, yeah. you want to find somebody that you can really enjoy life and share life with, you know what I mean? Like, when our kids are grown and living their own lives, like, they, you know, we, we can't expect them to hold back their lives and be taking care of us. We need to find a good person that we can grow with, you know, and go old with, man. Nah, for sure, That's bro. That's how I look at it. Hey, real quick, dog. Is the artwork done for Cold as Ice, bro? Yes, sir. That didn't sound very confident, motherfucker. We got fans. We, BTB <laughs> Army is listening right now. We got the CAI Army. Like, like they were saying, man, they see me post my girl on Valentine's, man. They said, this is the reason why we ain't get cold as ice yet. So I'm sorry, y'all know, man, I've been a little lubby-dubby, living life, you know, the devil's trying, but this girl done got me flying. So, you know, it gonna come, and it's gonna come correct, and it's gonna come better than ever, and y'all gonna hear so much y'all wanna hear. Even the people that don't like me can kiss my butt because they gonna be listening too because they wanna hear what we gotta say. All right, Jimmy. Then look, man, before I let you go, bro, it is uh, it is it is February twenty second, right? It is Thursday, February twenty second, right now, bro. When can we expect us to launch this motherfucking show? I'm saying, I, like, I ain't gonna lie. I'm saying I, I like the 29th just because it's so rare. But you know, I think it, from in the 29th or the 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 second or, or third around there, I think it's gonna be an amazing time, and it's gonna be. I, I kind of want to just like sneak it up on there, bro. Like snuck they ass. You know what I'm saying? Cause, okay, so look, dog. First week of March is the deadline. Are we good or are we not good? We good. We good. We good at two shoes. <sighs> God, you sound so fucking gay right now. All right, dog. <laughs> listen, man. I love you, bro. Um, um, uh, send my best to the kids and everything. Already, bro. I love and you uh, too. cold as ice is coming, y'all. We gonna take a break real quick, and uh, you hear the music. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Gronk and Brady. Pippen and Jordan, Venus and Serena, Kelsey and Mahomes. What about the perfect teammates when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch or online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind entrepreneurs in every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash baller. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash baller to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase. So that was crazy. What's really weird was these are things I just want to discuss with you guys. And then Jimmy interrupted and called being nosy as fuck. This is some weird shit. So something I was going to talk about and just what my thoughts were, but it was kind of cool to have a conversation with him, especially because he organically called me just a fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm going to message him later and be like, don't ever call me this fucking early. But he knows on Wednesday mornings I record. Obviously, Wednesday and Monday mornings I record. I mean, Thursday, Jesus Christ. Monday and Thursday mornings I record that that early, unless it, there's an interview and shit like that. Um, and as he said, you know, cold as ice is coming um, no later than, let's just say, uh, March 7th. All right, that's great news. Great news. Yes, the artwork is done and everything. Um, one thing I do want to add is that Jimmy has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Allegedly... Um, what happens on my close friend stories is not, you know, anyone's business, but, uh, I do want to talk about some things that are kind of crazy, you know, um, jealousy between partners, boyfriend, girlfriends. I ain't talking about delusional people who stalk people, guys who maybe talk to a girl, maybe they kissed one time, whatever, and then they fucking won't leave them alone. I'm not talking about that because that's a whole different mental issue. And these are people who have fucking serious issues. And I've seen it happen. Um, in general, I think up till around <sighs> probably around 30. Nah, you know what? Probably around like tw early 20s. I think I remember being sort of jealous in high school, right? If I really liked a girl and she liked someone else, I wouldn't ever be vocal about it. And I didn't have a serious girlfriend until my sophomore year in college. That was like my first actual girlfriend in high school. I was just fucking around. You go with people. That was what we called. Are you are you going with each other? Are you guys going with each other? And it was like fucking short term, this and that, whatever you date people. It was just such a different thing, dog. I lived in a fucking, you know, 600 square foot apartment then an 800 square foot apartment with, you know, and it's like my dad either slept in the living room or he slept, you know, whatever. It was a, it was a very weird situation. At my mom's place, I had a bedroom, but if my sister was in town, my brother was in town, then that was like what it was. So it was, wasn't like, I'm, what am I do at fucking 15, 16, or 17? I'm gonna fucking, usually I had to go to the girl's house. It was just a weird situation. There was house parties and things like that. Anyways, I remember a chick, I'll never forget, man. Her name was Kim. It was my first real girlfriend in college. And she was older than me. She was crazy because she was already almost 22 and I was 19, and um, I felt some sort of way. You know, I thought I was the man. I was definitely not humble. You gotta remember, I just transferred schools. I'm playing ball, football, and basketball in college. You know, I got girls in the, you name it, from the dorms to students, whatever. It was, you know, it's a big university, it's public. It's, I'm in San Francisco. You know, I, I have like a little ego. 
Come to find out this chick has a boyfriend who lives in fucking Walnut Creek, California. I didn't know about it. You know, I'm seeing this girl. You know, I don't get to see her every single fucking day. We know we go to school together. One, she's in totally different classes. You know, I was a redshirt freshman. So obviously, you know, now I'm, I'm a sophomore in, in school and she was a senior about to graduate. So like we have totally different classes and everything else. One of her best friends ended up being my roommate, this girl Bridget. And uh, she was on the track team. She was also a Delta and uh, that's a black sorority. And it was just a crazy thing that I didn't know about. And like Bridget and other people were lying to me. But meanwhile, this was the first girl that I had unprotected sex with. She was on a pill. And I remember this was the first, it was weird because this was the first girl that I'd actually busted a nut inside of, right? I know this is crazy NSFW. Um, but I was like really into this chick. And I think I've told the story how crazy some of the shit that went down. But, you know, this chick would stay at my place. We'll go see her here and there. And I caught her lying to me. And she would say, oh, my grandma's sick. My grandma's dying. This, that, whatever, boom. So back in the day, they had the white pages. And if you guys didn't know, there's yellow pages. But the white pages were for residential. So if you knew somebody's last name and you know a city they were in, you could go scroll through that shit for the city. And this is a manual. There's no fucking computers back then. There were computers, but they, you didn't have the internet back then, right? We're talking 1992. This was a long fucking time ago. So, you know, I found her mom's phone number. And I felt bad because I was like, shit, man, grandma's sick, blah, blah, whatever. And this is when I had my first car. I had my, that, you know, I had a Honda Prelude and I let her use it. And this bitch was out driving with this dude in my whip. It's crazy. Anyways, I called the mom because I want to check on her. I had met her twice and I said, hey, how, how is your mom? And she said, my mom is fine. Why would you ask something like that, Ben? And I was like, well, I thought she's really, really sick. She's like, who told you that? And I was like, Kim did. And she said, Ben, I'm sorry. Is Kim lying again? And it just fucked me up. So I hit Kim. Tell us it's really fucking important to talk to you, blah, blah, whatever. I had a pager. She didn't. Well, I'm going to get into some other minor details. Don't matter. But anyways, I finally got a hold of her. I said, I need to talk to you right fucking now and I need you to come to my house with my fucking car and I need to talk to you so she comes over I sit her down and I said yo I know you're full of shit and you're lying and she's like what the fuck are you talking about and I was like bitch don't play I called your fucking mom your grandma's not sick what the fuck is going on and right there, she just like broke down, laughed, and she's like, damn, you got me. So at that point, I just felt like I invested that much time and, you know, effort and shit and was like, damn. And then um, I think I talked about it when um, I had cheated on my first fiance. She had known just off a of fucking phone call that I didn't pick up the phone. She was in Germany doing a modeling campaign. And I'll never forget that time. I've talked about it a few times, I think vaguely here and there's different parts of the story, but, you know, I felt really shitty about it. And um, at the time, obviously, I thought we were going to get married, and I just felt like, damn. And she started seeing an older dude who was, you know, he was a baller. Um, it's crazy because I just became a millionaire. And, you know, 
She wasn't about the money. She didn't give a fuck. She never cared. She made money. She was doing her thing. So it was like a weird thing. And I wasn't necessarily jealous of dude. He was like an old ass Italian dude. And I was like, man, I fucked this goofy ass dude up, whatever. And uh, he owned a modeling agency, whatever. So I was just like, look, I don't ever want to feel like this ever again. But the point of this whole situation, this conversation I'm having is people don't play about their girls. Think maybe once out of the hundreds, if not even, no, I'm going to stop because I don't know who's listening to this. But out of the hundreds of women that I've dated, maybe once, maybe twice max, did I date a chick that might have had a dude and I didn't really care about because it wasn't anything serious, but just smashing whatever. But I want you guys to understand that not everyone plays the same, right? Some people really don't play about their girl or about their man, okay? I need everyone to remember that shit. Some people are crazy about their partners. They're jealous as fuck. They don't, like, I don't play at all. Not about to be a, a violent person and get into 2008, Ben, whatever. But remember, 23 years ago, I got shot in the fucking back off of jealousy from a dude who thought I was fucking his girl. And I just knew her and he was beating her ass. And I just stopped his hand from just punching her full-blown strength to her face. So just understand, I just wanted to talk about jealousy for a minute. I just feel like being a little envious maybe of something could make you feel insecure. Like if you ain't doing so well in life, you know, and then your girl's cool with someone who's balling. And like, this is one thing I need motherfuckers to understand. When you get to a certain age or you get to a certain maturity level, and for me, this was like probably mid-late 30s, I don't give a fuck if another dude has a 17-inch penis, has a 9-inch, I never, never cared about that. I don't give a fuck. So like, oh my God, your girl right now is getting, I don't give a fuck. Probably one of the biggest issues that Nick had with me was I never gave a fuck about anyone she talked to. Because I didn't care. I was too busy. I was too happy with what was going on in her own life. I never once ever asked to look at her phone, never cared. She must ask to look at my phone at least a dozen times. Maybe even more. Especially early on. But the crazy thing is, guys, I'm telling you, it ain't worth it. It is natural human nature for you to feel a certain type of way if a dude is more handsome, more charming, whatever it may be. I have to say this with all confidence. If your girl is wandering with her eyes and her mind and everything else, one, that ain't your girl. Two, you ain't doing your job. And if you are doing your job, back to answer A, that ain't your girl. Even if it's your wife and everything else. You need to be 100% dead shot sure. You can address it, whether you have a gut feeling. And again, I told you guys, gut feelings can be wrong. Here, watch that show, Three's Company. For the guys who are older in the audience that's listening to my show, that whole entire show was about misunderstandings. And it was very obvious that these people were doing something and then they actually weren't. And the show was great because it was always about misunderstandings. 
And again, you have this gut feeling, yo, why the fuck is this person dressing up different, this and that, whatever. And the one in a million reasons why it could be right is that reason. It could be possible. So you can't drive yourself crazy. If your girl is out doing something, she's going to do what she want to do. You know, she's not supposed to be doing it. And if that's what it is, then you make that conscious decision to leave. Women out here that listen, I do have an audience of women that listen to my show. Then the same thing goes for you. If they don't respect you anymore, then it's time for you to shake. And that's it. Just wanted to have that conversation with you guys. I just really want you to understand how important that is. Another thing. I realized, you know, I haven't been on a date. I said, you know, it's been 14 years. And one thing that's really important for anybody who's starting to see somebody after a long relationship, because I see a lot of people DM me and ask me all the time, hey, man, I'm going through a divorce, man. How do you go through this? You know, you got to dig deep and, and soul search. And I had to heal myself. I wasn't even thinking about seeing anybody for a long fucking time. Most important thing is focus on having fun. Don't address anything with an ex unless they bring it up. And the first thing I thought about was, let's not talk about exes. But then it was something they were comfortable with. All right, cool. I'm like, chill. I'm, you know, I'm being very transparent about things. Some hard questions are asked, you know, you answer them. Don't worry about how long that time will last. That's a good thing. When you feel like you miss that person and you can't wait to see them again, that's a good feeling. Now, don't get carried the fuck away. There has to be some sort of threshold, right? There has to be a certain fine line that you draw in the sand and say, all right, let me chill the fuck out. And that's where it gets to when you're 17 and you're 23 and you're a guy, even if you're a guy and you're 24, 25, most 25-year-old guys are about the maturity level of a fucking 15, 16-year-old girl. I think a girl who's 29 to 32 isn't even interested in a guy who's not even at least 37 to 40 years old. You know. When you are at a certain age, especially my age, remember, I can move a lot faster than one, let alone the average man, to a younger dude who's in his late 20s or whatever. And I don't give a fuck how successful they are. Where I am in game, where I am in experience, where I am in life, period. With the exception of my kids, I can go ahead and move somebody in. I can go fly across the globe and do something if I want to, right? There's certain things that I can move. So at the level just like with golf, right? It takes people five years, 10 years. Some guys never break 80. Some guys never break 90. It's about how well you can attack something with a strategy and certain shit. It's almost the same with relationships. You could do a fucking two-year relationship that you did in high school and college in fucking two months. And I'm dead serious. What you did in high school and everything else, you know, or what you did when you were 21 or 23, guys out there, girls out there, girls... When you turn 27, what you can do when you're thinking about starting a family, starting a, you know your life with someone else, you can jump and do a three, four-year relationship in 10 months, in a year. It, it goes a lot faster. You can accelerate it depending on where you guys are and where the energy is. So the best thing I can say is don't worry about how long it'll last. Enjoy the moment that is happening right then and there. It is normal for you to miss somebody that you have a good time with. And it's also, you know, I mean, you try to control your feelings if you can. If you can't, be transparent. If that person ain't cool, fuck it. You know, it's that puzzle. And you're looking for them pieces 
And sometimes they fit and sometimes they don't. That's it. I will say, I got a chance to watch the Bob Marley movie. It was really good. It was hard to pay attention to the movie as much as I wanted to for, for you know, certain reasons. But it was a really, really good fucking movie. I do think the actor that played Bob Marley was a little too goddamn good looking. Um, pause. But it was such a good movie that I would watch it again. I wish the movie was longer and it was pretty long. There was a lot about his life that I didn't know. And I want to say right now, Rita Marley was a fucking soldier. Wow, man. That was just, man, it was a good movie. I cannot wait for other movies to come out. And, you know, I don't know, man. It, it's funny. Another thing, too. This is real weird, right? I got a collaboration with Robin Hood coming out. They're a billion-dollar corporation. You know, there's a lot of things with FCC, legal shit, especially because they're an exchange company, you know what I mean, with stocks, crypto, everything. And, you know, you get into social media talks when you're talking about posting things and stuff like that. You say, how important is social media? And you have corporations that are gigantic that really don't have a person who, who can run their social media team. And there are people who run social media and they know it so well. At the same time, they don't know shit about business. So you have to find somebody who understands business and understands social media. Like I'm dead serious. I'm not going to name names, but I'm talking about people to understand what the fuck a collaboration was on a post on Instagram and just not have, you know, general, you know, just a real fucking social media 101. You should be at social media 300 minimum if you're working for a company. And then you ask, how important is social media? You got to hit your marks, you know? Some brands don't need it. And I'm, let, let's get into golf specifically. TaylorMade, they understand how powerful social media is. Callaway, totally understands it. Titleist, very strictly business. Ping, I don't even know if they care very much. Cobra, it seems like they're 50-50. And I don't think that they really have a great social media team, right? Other brands, not going to speak on. But I went on Adidas Golf last night. Because my boy Siwoo Kim just signed with them. And besides tour pros, I have never seen anyone wear Adidas golf clothes. All right. Once in a while, you'll see the Stan Smith. You'll see the Samba, which are low-key fire. But besides tour pros, when I go on a golf course, I see Nike. I see a lot of Echo, ECCO, and I see G4 for the ballers. Okay. Of course, Foot Joy is going to be the number one shoe in golf, period. But it's like, I go to Adidas page and there's 12 posts that I see. A few of them are Malbin posts and it's like, they have 500,000 followers. 510, 500, 530, somewhere on there. 500,000 plus followers and they're getting 812 fucking likes. Like, yo. There's a very big problem with underachieving these days. And with me, if a company gives me a check, I'm very conscious about how well something performs. When I think of an NBA player getting $330 million, and I think about it, and I really think, I understand the world has changed, and, and players are getting paid way more money now, and you go back in the day, and you think like Dominic Wilkins, when he won the dunk contest in 84, 85, whatever it was, and he got paid twelve or $15,000 for the dunk contest. You're like, Jesus Christ. You know, 
Motherfuckers are signing $300 million contracts to the NBA now. Jalen Brown and fucking Jason Tatum is about to sign 300 mil. And you think about it, all right, who's really worth that money? I don't think there's even five guys in the NBA who are worth truly $300 million. But that's what the, the game has turned into now, right? I think Steph Curry is worth that. I think LeBron James is worth that, right? There's, there's very few people. But then you think about it. When they get that money, a lot of people, James Harden is a good example, still a baller. Do you still have the fire to go out there and win? Do whatever it takes to win. Some don't. I think they're paid way too much. And the underachieving thing comes in. I'm not saying people don't want to win. I'm just using Adidas golf as one thing. And it's just like, yo, motherfuckers need to figure that out. Because that's not a crazy, people say, how important is it? It's important. It's definitely important. Because I could go on the website right now and a lot of shit is available, right? And that goes for a lot of people. It's just a weird fucking time right now because truly and deeply, I feel teachers and nurses right now, teachers and nurses 100% need to be being paid at least four to 600% above their pay grade. If a teacher is making fucking Eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars right now. I think a teacher should be making four hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars right now, and I'm dead ass serious. If a public school teacher is making sixty k, she should be making two hundred fifty, three hundred k right now, because they are raising the future. It is so fucking imperative. I do think that firefighters should get paid more. Police officers get paid a lot of goddamn money. I'll say that. Okay. Anyways, as most of you saw. On Tuesday morning. Was that fucking Tuesday? Damn, my brain is so fucking out of it right now. I can't even think straight. What the fuck did I? It was Tuesday. I'm so sorry. My brain is so out of it. I think I just, man, like your boy is in the clouds right now. Uh, Tuesday morning, I played at Trump National Golf Course. You already know the Wash Lord Invitational is May 6th. We are just, I think there's like one spot available. Only Popeye will open up one spot here and there. Um, I think we have one or two whole sponsors that we're open on. We have some great news from Liv. Liv has agreed to come in and sponsor the event. I don't know what capacity, and I don't think it'd be a small capacity. Just the fact that Liv, a professional fucking golf league, is backing the Washlord Invitational is massive. But anyways, I went to Trump, my cousin Pete. Me and two other Korean guys were the only fucking people on the entire golf course. It was insane. And it was fucking crazy. I have never played in that level of rain. I've never played in that level of rain with wind in those conditions. And your boy shot a fucking 81. And if it wasn't for the last hole where I pured a 7-iron and it went 105 yards. And then my cousin pured his hybrid, which usually goes 240 at the very least. His hybrid went 170 yards. So he was 67 yards short. I was 50 yards short. Like... This was crazy. So potentially, you know, there could have been a fucking 77 in play. Now, we did play from the whites because it was fucking getting bad after the first two holes. But, you know, I legitimately made a par on that video. There was no editing anything else. There's no, like, no one's gonna have time to do that bullshit. And the funny thing is people in there talking shit, they're just goofy motherfuckers. Because when it comes down to, even my boy Peter Tang, he's a good dude. He's actually a real stick. He played in high school. He was on a really serious team. Playing in the same high school as Kevin Na, and he's a baller. But at the same time, with handicaps, 
you got to understand that this dude, Peter Tang, is going to have to shoot a 64 to 66 to beat me. If we're doing, you know what I'm saying, strokes per handicaps. So that ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's just like most people don't get it until they go out there. And there's a lot of people listening to the show who are BTB subscribers and have played with me and know what I shoot on a really, really bad day. I think the worst score I've shot in the last six or seven months is 92, and that was at Riv. Shot 91, I forgot where. Those are like, I think in 30 rounds, there have been three scores of a 90, 91, and 92. So that just shows kind of like where I'm at with it. So anyways, one more time, shout out to Keith, shout out to Lily, shout out to Larry and uh, Trump, and uh, just fucking amazing day. Had some BCD after that. And I had not had Sundubu in so fucking long. It is just fucking crazy. It has just been, feels like forever since I had Sundubu. And it was, it just hit the spot. And I gotta say, the last two weeks have really been fucking incredible. I feel so goddamn blessed. I don't know what it is. Happiness. So many different things are going on. I just, I just feel great, man. I feel great. And um, next week I'll be in Arizona and uh, really excited. Going to have a subscriber meetup. So make sure, you know, you're checking on the Instagram subscriber feed and where to email and whatnot um, real quick. Yeah, I will be announcing this Robin Hood NBA collaboration next week sometime. I don't know if the full reveal is next week, but we'll get it going and we'll get that going um, real quick. Yeah, so Arizona, February 26th to the 28th. San Francisco, March 15th to the 18th. New York City, April 11th to the 16th. Seoul, South Korea. I'm thinking mid-May, somewhere around there. Houston, June 4th to the 9th. That is for the Live uh, event and Pro-Am. Early April, I will be uh, Kids Spring Break. Now, back to June again. I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, June 19th to the 23rd for the Live Pro-Am as well. Um, sometime in the summer, I'll be in Honolulu, Hawaii, Colorado. I'll be playing the BMW championship at, um, I forgot what it is. One of the best courses in Colorado, like literally the top course in Colorado. That's August 20th to 23rd, Chicago, probably, uh, somewhere after that or early September, I'll be in Chicago for the live championship, individual championship, uh, for live. And then Dallas in September for the team championship. So a lot going on, man. A lot going on. Every city I hit, I will gonna do, I will do my best. I'm gonna do my best to make sure that there's a subscriber meetup in every city that I go to. I'm excited. Obviously schedules can change. But um again, man, very blessed. Thank you guys very much. Great episode today, man. And uh I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button. Why? Because when we switch the show over, we are going to use the same channel just like Club Shay Shay does with Nightcap and all that stuff. We're just going to switch over and it's going to reset, but it's going to be this channel. So hit that subscribe button. Me and Jimmy got some dope ass shit coming, a different format slightly. And again, it's going to be nice to have a co-host. So we'll be coming with it. Guys, have a great weekend. This is not your practice life and all that. You hear the music, y'all. It's my man, Lakey Lake. All right, we out, y'all. Peace.